so it is the first episode of the Homegrown Next Door podcast, and I am your host, Shakira D. You guys, first of all, it has been a crazy seven days, let me just tell you. Um, you know, Thanksgiving was last week, and it, I just felt like it came so fast, you know, usually... When Thanksgiving comes, the holiday comes, I'm pretty much ready. My family's pretty much ready. We have everything set. And I feel like it was just so much going on that it, it just came. And it didn't even feel like Thanksgiving. So here we are um, going into, you know, the next holiday because Christmas is around the corner. And I'm just like all over the place. I'm all over the place with real estate. I'm all over the place like in my personal life. And I'm just like what the heck but today is the first episode of my brand new podcast which I'm super excited to start um if you know me you know I'm not I'm never afraid to do anything I'm never afraid to you know get an idea as Habakkuk 2 and 2 say get a vision run with it you know make it plain and run with it um and so here we are so just to get started, I just wanted to touch on some real estate headlines and some market info. Now, if you don't know, I am in New York City. I'm a licensed New York State realtor, real estate agent, salesperson, whatever you want to call it. And so my primary focus is in New York City. I typically work in Queens County, Nassau County, and certain parts of Suffolk. So that is pretty much my stomping grounds where I have sold um, homes at or leased homes. So I just wanted to get into just some quick, you know, just a little data for you guys before we jump into today's topic. I feel like this is a good way to start off the show every week is just to show you guys like, look, I'm really about this business. I, I do this and, you know, there's always a lot of chatter and regardless to what people say, as soon as you tell somebody that you are in real estate, it's sometimes it's like they know more than you they they can go on and on and on so these are conversations that are being had literally every day in every area every industry um you can't mention real estate and then not have a conversation about it so um according to nar which is the national association of realtors that pending home sales have declined for the fifth month in a row now, why is this a headline? This is a headline because just last year, um, pending home sales for October 2021 were pretty high and they are now 37% lower this year, the same time this year, um, which is an indication that interest rates are affecting the housing market and affecting you know, what people can afford and, you know, if people are actually going to buy. Now, we all know real estate is a um, industry that is just always going to be here. People are always going to buy. People are always going to sell. The amount of people buying and selling, it does fluctuate. And so what we are seeing this year is that fluctuation. People call it a balancing out. People call it a normalcy. People call it a crash. You know, there's, you know, everyone's calling it different things. But the reality is, is that there are less people who can afford to buy a home than they did a year, two, or even three years ago. Um, the current uh, interest rate for a 30-year fix actually went up this week. It's up to 6.65, 
which is a 0.03% increase from last week. Um, and a the 10-year treasury is at 3.7701. So if you look at that trend, if as a treasury goes up, interest rates are kind of climbing up as well. So um, just wanted to touch on that as well. As well, I thought this was really interesting. Um, the new loan limit for 2023 has increased. It is now $726,000. Excuse me. It is $726,200 for 2023. And high-cost counties like, like New York City, Queens, Manhattan, Brooklyn are now over $1 million. These numbers are coming from the Federal Housing Finance Agency that regulates these uh, these numbers. And um, in the third quarter, typically late November around now, compared to the third quarter of last year, the home prices are adjusted by the by the corresponding amount. Um, it also goes on to read uh, that situations where home prices fall, the limit technically does not fall, but it will not rise again until home prices move back above the levels associated with the previous limit. So for instance, imagine the loan limit was 700,000, but prices fell enough to drop it to 600,000. The limit will remain at 700,000 year after year, even if prices were rising until prices got back above 700,000. So as long as prices kind of like stay under that threshold, the limit will stay the same. And being that home prices are kind of they're like all up and down, up and down, which is where they are getting um, this uh, $726,200 number from. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, being in New York, like you see the prices of these homes and you're just like, I can move to Texas and have two mansions for that price, <laughs> you know. Um, one last thing we want to get into before we get into the show, uh, just some uh, stats really quickly um in queens county i thought this was pretty interesting the median list price for a home last month was six hundred and seventy eight thousand nine hundred and forty four dollars which is pretty high um there hasn't been a change compared to last year's it was pretty much around the same time last year but september of last year it was well over seven hundred thousand so it it has dropped significantly but not as fast as like other areas, if we're talking like Atlanta, if we're talking um, Texas, certain parts of, you know, the Midwest and, you know, Detroit, like those places, um, you know, they're seeing a significant drop in prices, but in, in places like New York City, Miami, LA, Atlanta, um, yeah, home prices are still up and stuck. So that was today's um, real estate news and um, market insight. Um, so today's topic, I want to keep this kind of short and brief. I don't want this to drag out too, too long, but I feel like it's a very, very important uh, topic to talk about, which is why I called this week's episode, Fire Your Realtor, because... Let me tell y'all, not all realtors are made the same. I promise y'all, I have a number of clients who were working with someone else initially, and then they came to me. And the complaints that I've heard, the things that I've heard, it was just like, sis, I saw those red flags from the moment you started talking about your first encounter. 
And so I just want to leave you guys with a few things to look out for as you're searching for a real estate agent to work with. Um, and again, you know, it could start off really good, like any relationship would. It can start off and it's the honeymoon phase and everything is going good. But I promise you, the red flags will show way sooner than you think. So the first thing is, what is that consultation like with that real estate agent? Are they giving you a phone call? Um, do they even remember your name? Do they have a system where they can, you know, remember the things that you've told them? Um, what What is that first impression like? What do you get when you walk away from that person? Um, there was a time where I had a client who, uh, she said that the realtor she was talking to before me, that she didn't hire, but she was talking to before me, couldn't even remember her name. She just kept calling her Miss. And that's significant for some people. If you can't even remember my name and I've told you it numerous of times or I'm repeating the same information, what makes me think that you're going to work in my best interest, right? Also, what kind of value are they providing on that first interaction? Are they, you know, I know for me, and I'm going to speak for myself and, you know, any of my realtor friends who can attest to this, I am a data-driven person. Like, I love data. I love, you know, looking at the numbers and seeing where things are, seeing where things are headed, seeing where we're coming from to kind of like give you an insight on what you could possibly expect. Of course, things are always changing with real estate. I know people in the business for 10, 15, 20 years and they're still learning things. So there's always gonna be things to learn, but I never want my clients to know more than me. If your client, if you're a client and you know more than a realtor that you're working with, you need to run and you need to fire their ass ASAP, okay? Number two, how well do they communicate? I know a lot of people would say this is one of the biggest complaints of realtors is that we don't answer our phone. And it's it's true. I've called to make appointments for showings. I've called to check on a status of offers. And people just do not answer the phone. They don't even bother to text you back or return your phone call. So then you find yourself calling them again the next day, two or three times. And if you're like me, you know, you're working with multiple clients, like... You know, I don't want to say this, but I got to keep it real with y'all. If I have five clients I'm working with and I have so but so much time throughout my day, I, I'm also a mother um, and I have other businesses that I run, you know, it's going to be very challenging for me to continuously call to check up on an offer. You know, I might can only call twice that day because I have other things going on. So when, you know, you have agents who are not communicating, it can make it very difficult, not only for us as the agents, but as far as us working for our clients, right? And it's just being, it's just being real. Like, if you're a one woman show, like I am, I don't have a team, I don't have assistance, I literally do everything. I handle the back end of my business. And then I'm the face of my business, right? Like I'm in front of my clients, I'm I'm out here and I'm doing what I need to do. And sometimes it's just like, I only have an hour or two at the beginning of the day to be on the phone. After that, it's go time, you know? And then, of course, we always have to be looking for new business. So sometimes it's a challenge. And when you, like I said, when you have agents who don't communicate, it can mess up things for other agents and their clients. So how well are they communicating? Are, are they getting back to you within a timely manner? Do they even have um, a... Uh, what is it? 
like a guideline for when they will get back to you. Like if I don't answer the phone, I promise you within two hours, I will get back to you. Um, That's something I tell people up front just to keep it real. Now, does that always happen? No, I usually, I'm nine times out of 10, I answer my phone or I respond to a text. Um, but if I can't, within two hours, I do. So how are they communicating? How are they meeting your needs? Um, I feel as though as real estate agents, we should anticipate your needs. We should already know based on our interactions with you, based on what you've told us, we should already know what to expect. We should already know what you need. We should already know what you're looking for. Because nine times out of 10, y'all might not even know what y'all really want, right? You could say you want, you know, this high ranch, two-car garage, but in all actuality, you really need a colonial with a nice huge backyard and, you know, X, Y, Z or whatever, you know what I mean? So, you know, our, how is that real estate agent able to meet your needs, anticipate your needs, and then deliver on those needs? Also, are they working in your best interest? I had a client come to me and she was upset, actually one of my first deals, she was with an agent, they saw a property and everything and they submitted an offer and it was when, um, it was at a time where, you know, you can get away with doing appraisal contingency gaps and, you know, people was paying this ridiculous amount um, of money for the appraisal gaps. Um, that's not everyone's situation. And I honestly, the ev everyday average person, I probably wouldn't recommend they do that especially if I know what your financial situation is. It's not for everyone, but the agent wanted her to come out her pocket an extra $70,000 for a property that wasn't going to appraise for the asking price. It didn't even appraise for the asking price. And he wanted her to come up $70,000, which means she would essentially be losing money buying a home and when you buy a home you're supposed to gain equity like that's one of the most important reasons we buy real estate is to get that equity and if you get instant equity like you're off to a good start but you're not off to a good start if you instantly come in and you've already you're already in the whole seventy thousand dollars so um are they working in your best interest and to be honest that agent was working with not only the listing agent but also with the lender so it was a really shady business going on. Um, and, and she luckily, she didn't sign anything with them and um, with him. And, you know, she moved on from that property. And we were able to secure her a better property that had instant equity. It actually appraised for 10000 over what she purchased it for. And so, yeah, when I say who you hire matters, who you hire matters, okay? Um, and last but not least, it's very important. Would you refer that person to your loved ones, family, friends, coworkers? You know, I have heard stories of people buying houses and they don't even, they can't even remember their real estate agent name. They don't even want to ever see that person again. They're just like, I'm just so glad that this is over with. I never have to work with them again. Is that the reputation that you would share with your family and friends? Is that the reputation of someone you would want to work with? I feel like as real estate agents, our key is to under-promise and over-deliver. And I guarantee you, anyone who has worked with me or even had a conversation with me, that is exactly what they said. I 
underpromise and I overdeliver. For example, I do pre-qualification phone calls. So whether you're coming to me as a referral or if we're talking about real estate, I'm already gauging whether or not you're ready to buy. If based on the pre-qualification call conversation, I deem that, okay, you are ready to buy, I set up a consultation. I'm not trying to waste nobody's time and I don't want my time wasted, right? So I set up a consultation and um, I scheduled it for the, within 24 to 48, 48 hours. My consultations are 45 minutes long and it's a full-blown presentation. And everyone who I have had consultations with has been so appreciative of the fact that I even took the time to put together a presentation. I personalize it. Um, again, there's different systems I have in place so I already know what you what you need, what you're looking for, and what may be best for you prior to the consultation. So at the consultation, it's just like mind blown, you know? Um, and I've noticed that with my consultations, I never have a problem getting my, my clients to sign buyer exclusives. Um, it's just me setting that bar. So again, is your realtor under promising and over delivering or are they over delivering and under, or what's the word? What is it? Um, under promising, no, over promising and under delivery. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know, y'all know what I'm talking about. I cannot even get this together. <laughs> but think about those things as you are out here in your home buying journey. Um, I talk about real estate all the time. And even when I don't want to talk about real estate, people find a way to make me talk about real estate. Like I, um, most people don't know this about me, but I, I have a part-time job working for uh, an airline and people will just see me and they know I do real estate and everyone's always like, can I ask you a question? And I'd be like, in my head, I'm like, it's about real estate, ain't it? And then they like, it's about real estate. Is that okay? And I'm like, <laughs> I just laugh it off. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And I find out, I find myself having a real estate conversation literally every day at work, maybe twice a day at work. And it's cool because it's such a, it's a, it's, it's a hot topic right now, right? Um, especially where I'm at in New York City, people, a lot of people are really scared to buy a house. The housing, the interest rates are high and the, the housing prices are really not coming down that much. And then, you know, in New York City, the rent is just as much as a mortgage. So people are stuck between a rock and a hard place. And so, you know, I'm there to, to have these conversations, which is why, you know, I'm always looking at, you know, real estate news. I'm looking at the market. I'm, I'm watching what's going on in other areas. I'm looking at other indicators to see what could possibly happen you know, where I'm at. And so these are just things that, you know, I feel as the homegirl next door, like I want to, I'm that person that you go to. It's like, it's like the water cooler gossip or the neighborhood gossip. Like if you want the tea, I got the tea, I got the coffee. If you have want a glass of wine, I got that, you know, like I'm that person. And so I truly, truly enjoy what I do. And I hope that you guys will be able to see that as we go along throughout this, um, podcast and throughout this you know this whole show um every week I'm you know I'm gonna be be bringing different differentness to um the world to your airwaves and your podcast channels and I really 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 hope you enjoyed today's show um if you 
did enjoy the show, make sure you share this with your friends and your family and let them in. Let them come meet your homegirl. And I will see you guys in next week's episode. Bye.